welcome to the Smokies and Wine podcast with JB and Jamie with the best guests, wine and chat. You know it makes sense. Sponsored by Clackenview Wealth Management, working with you today to plan for your tomorrow. Delighted to say that we have got our bro's very first commercial director, Paul Reed here. Paul, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm absolutely brilliant. Delighted to be here speaking to you guys and uh, just delighted to be back at the club in general. Well, I mean, just on that, because you were here many, many moons ago. You played as a lad here, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I came here in uh, 98 and signed here um, as a boy, so... Kind of my youth team that Arbroath fans would probably know who was in that youth team at the time, Andy Webster. All right, uh, yeah. So I used to oh, go right. to Andy's house uh, before training and his mum would make us something to eat and then come down. So I used to get the bus up from Carnoustie. Uh, other guys, uh, Kevin Heenan, I think, uh, played for the club yeah. uh, as well. And then uh, Kevin McMullen. So there's a few of the guys that, that, that from that youth team kind of graduated. Obviously my path went in a different direction, but uh, yeah... Um, 98-99 Dave Bake he was a manager great oh, times yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 great times actually because we, we were kind of the first youth team that had been put together by the club and a lot of us were kind of guys that had been either with Dundee or Dundee United at the time and had been cast adrift for some for some reason and we all came together as a kind of as a unit and we, we went I think it was something like 20 21, 22 games unbeaten. We, we went down to Celtic. We beat Celtic 2-1. Uh, we beat Dun United. We beat Falkirk. We beat Hearts. Uh, it, was, it was just brilliant. But we were made up of boys who had probably uh, been hit by rejection, and it was kind of like saying, you know, we're going to show these guys what yeah. we are. So we were. So a, the dirty dozen or something. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was, it was, it was very much like that. You know, we came in, and uh, there was a lot of guys from Dundee. Uh, there was myself, Carnoustie. Webby was obviously from our growth, uh, and yeah, we just uh, we just all came together, and and uh, it was just a great, it was, it was a great time, and probably one of the reasons you know that I fell in love with the club was 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 was, was that time, and I uh, had the opportunity to, to to stay, but with other stuff going on in terms of my after dinner speaking and and things, I, I, I chose a different path, but I always kept this club, the club kind of in my heart, and it was just great to to be able to be back. And did you leave to go straight into after dinner speaking at that age? Or? Well, what what happened was we I I I played the, the first year with, with the club, and uh, at the same time as that, I'd, I'd started an apprenticeship in in the town um, as a painter and decorator. So I was able to do the that with uh, the, the football, and it kind of was was marrying up with the two. I then got the opportunity to uh, to go on only an excuse. Um, at uh, 18, so I was on only an excuse. 17, 17. I was on only an excuse. My first year, and um, when that happened, I started to get a lot of people asking me, "Are you able to come along and do a lot of the events?" So rather than being, you know, on a Saturday or a Sunday playing, I was away speaking at yeah, something gigs. down in like. Alawa or Glasgow, so I couldn't do both, and I had to make a choice. And with the greatest respect, I think I was better at the, the after they were speaking than I was as a footballer. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think about the trades description act will be on that one. I was the goalie, but no, I, I played. I played in goal, um, but I loved it. You know, at the time, I found myself uh, coming up to Arbroath. Like we we trained on a Tuesday um, at uh, used to be called Graston school in Perth and then a Thursday we would train uh, here at the park uh, over the back of the, the stand uh, yeah, and sometimes on the on the pitch 
and then the youth team would play on a Sunday but I found myself at the time like I, I was coming down because I was at Angus College as well um, just left the school but I found myself coming down here during the day and it was uh, Peter um, who was the kit man he's passed away now it was him and there was a, 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 a chiropodist as well Alec at the time there were two old guys that they were effectively like still game before still game was a thing <laughs> so they used to be in here in the kit room and it was like the old sort of, you talk about the, the boot room at Anfield but this was these two guys were like Arbroath like, and I used to come I was only 17 and I, I just I loved coming down and being in around them in the club and not even to be there to play I just I just loved being in around a football club the environment the, the, the banter the, the sort of the camaraderie you've got from that so I found myself effectively being at Gayfield just about every other day I would go away with Peter on, on a Saturday with the first team to do the kit with him on match day and then I would play on the Sunday so I was effectively being like a full time Mm-hmm. employee or a footballer <laughs> but you know but I just I just loved coming in here and just the the, the, the people that, that that were in here were just were just brilliant to, to work with so it was always a, a big key thing for me was you know if I did get the opportunity to come back I would I would jump at it you mentioned only excuse how did they tap you up it was it was um, I was going to I, this is, I was going to start throwing names down so you're going to have to sweep these up after like, but, um, it was very much it was my, my first thing was um, Chick Young had mentioned to Phil Differ um, that they'd seen me at an event and had, and had uh, said oh you should really speak to this guy Andy Cameron after that had said to Phil Differ so Phil at that point probably thought right two people have said to me uh, should give the guy a shout so I'd wrote and I've still got it my mum kept it which is unbelievable uh, a typed letter and a tape that I sent to Jonathan Watson um, and it was it was sent down basically saying like I love only excuse I can do some impressions here's my and uh, would you be interested now at the time like, I was sixteen and that so they're going to say oh this is this is cute but that's not <laughs> this isn't for a guy who's going to be like on prime time Hogmanay TV so I never heard any more about that and then off the ball I was at start at that point so Tam uh, and Stuart used to do like a bit where they would phone have people phoning yeah. in and it was an impressions week so again I phoned up and I did Craig Brown and Jim White and I had uh, and, I, and I won the th- and I won a, I think I won a, like a, an only excuse video and things so at that point then I'd said to the producer when I was when I'd phoned up can I go on I'd said who I was and what I'd done so at that point off the ball I'd mentioned to, to Phil so I out of the blue, I got a phone call from 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 Phil Differ, who was the producer of Only an Excuse for the comedy unit, and he said to me, "Look, we've, I've heard from various people that you do it. And this is before YouTube and things where you yeah. can put a video out of you yeah. now, and yeah. everyone can see it in ten minutes." So Phil Differ came up uh, and effectively auditioned me uh, like an X Factor style. He sat behind the desk and he said to me, "Right, uh, who do you do?" And I listed all the guys I could do. Could like, do this one, do that one, and that's that, like perfect. And then uh, he says, "Right, I want you on the show." And I was like, and I was just like, oh, this is like unbelievable." Um, and uh, that was the that was the first year I did it, and, and I went on and I did uh, I did I think the first year I did Marco Negri, I did Willie Miller, Richard Gordon, I did quite a few, and they gave me a lot of good air time and that so so yeah so, so you were 17 at this point 17 I was and then I, I, ironically <laughs> ironically the, the, the second year I did it um, we uh, I was I was now with 
done United at, at that point. I'd, I'd joined United and I was doing uh, working with them, and I'd went down for the rehearsal on about a week before we we're going to film it. We used to film it usually about uh, middle of uh, middle of November, and I had my United tie on, and it was this was this was about a month after uh, the Jim McLean and John Barnes thing. Right. So I've walked in with this United tie on, which was the same tie that Jim wore in the, which he wore in the um, in the, the famous video, you know, that went out and the, you know, and uh, as soon as I walked in, all the guys' like, faces lit up, and the, the costume room was like, "We've been looking for that tie. We need that for the, because because Johnny was going to be doing Jim McLean, uh, right. skip with that." So they were like, you, you, we, "We couldn't find this. You can't buy this tie. Can we use it?" So I was like, oh. so I went back to the club and I said to them, and then it was like basically said, uh, yeah, you can give them a shot, but don't come back on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> so that was it. And I was like, oh no. So I didn't there. I was like, no, I'm not, I'm not doing that. So, um, but yeah, it was great. It was great, 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 great times. And throughout, being able to say that you've done all these things, um, and I think it was me. What was proud for me was the first year I did it was sitting in my house with all my mates and my mum and dad. And it going on TV and you seen it out there. It was just, it was just great. Now I know what we're like as supposedly mature adults, mid fifties, <laughs> and we're still nervous. Seventeen year old. Yeah. What, what were the nerves like? Do you know what? Actually, meeting Johnny uh, Watson, I wasn't nervous. And then the first day there, he was dressed up as Chick Young, and I was, I like shit myself. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> right? because I was like. Seeing him as Chick and Frank McAvenny was like, that was when I knew this is real. Oh, the famous um, Frank McAvenny. Yeah, yeah he, had, he, had the, he had the teeth in and all the rest of it and that. So actually meeting him as a person, I was like, hey, I could, this is fine. But um, but I've, I've, I've just done it for so long now that like it's good to be nervous. And I think you need nerves to make sure no matter what you do in life, if, you've got, if you go into something too complacent, you'll make a mistake. So you need to have that wee bit of nerves in your system that you're that you're thinking about your performance and that so it's been from 16 it's been uh, it's been sick of nature you know whether it's playing football and going out there and, and uh, to, to stand there on a stage speaking in front of people to make people laugh it's just it's something that I've always just learned that to do so you kind of learn to manage the nerves rather than say you don't have them you always do have them um, so you, you, you just learn to manage it to go, sorry, to go off on a tangent slightly, you mentioned Jim McLean. Mm-hmm. What was he like? Because he's legendary. I, I, do you know what? And, and the media had a thing with with obviously saying like you know Jim was was doer and that. I, I never I never found that with him at all. I um, was that just his public persona. Yeah, sort of yeah. Thing? And 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 it was the same with Tommy. Tommy worked with us as a coach at times as well. So the two of them, I had the two of them together, and there was never. Jim and his wife Doris were just wonderful people. They, they would take all the staff out maybe once every every uh, quarter uh, for a for a meal. They would always remember uh, like say your birthday or uh, at Christmas time what you're drinking, and you would get like something that had been wrapped by Doris uh, and, and you know have, uh, Merry Christmas and all the rest of it. But he was really 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 supportive to me right at the start because he gave me my chance uh, to come to United, um, and and it was the chance for me to actually. Um, Mix what I was doing with that plus in a business side of things. So I owe, I owe, you know, uh, Mister. I always still call Mister. McLean because mm-hmm. that's just what you, you know, the stature of the guy was. And still, when, when I started there, and you go in and um, he was standing there, it was like this isn't real, you know. But 
honestly, as a as a human being, I mean, even towards when he was ill and that, I went up to the house to see him a couple of times, and and every time you were in there, you just you were just welcomed by them so much, and yeah, I was I was absolutely heartbroken when he when he passed on, but um, as a person, uh, it was just it was brilliant. But again. If you didn't do your job, yeah. he was on you like no a ton bit. of bricks, and and that's the best way to be, you know. And then you move on. You you got a roll. Keeps you on your game. Eh? Oh yeah, yeah. You got you got a roll, and um, and then you move on. Did he did he really punch that reporter in the interview? Well, I, I was because that's a clip on YouTube, and it's like slightly off camera, but you're like, yeah. I, really? I, I, I was I was there that day, um, and I, I honestly, boys, like I remember it like it was yesterday, because um, I was <clears throat> I'd, I'd been with United at that point about me about a year. And uh, we'd lost four 0 to Hearts, and and uh, obviously after the game there was a lot of fans outside and there was a bit of demonstrations and that. So and I I, I remember turning to him and I, I saw him look out the window and it was just like I was heartbroken for him because all the fans are saying you know because we hadn't been playing so well and they were all having to go at the manager or having to go at the the, the chairman of the yeah. board. And then it was just it was a big thing. To this day I don't know. Uh, and if that's the truth, I don't know what happened actually in the interview because that was conducted outside by the tunnel, whereas so I wasn't in. And it was one of these things we never asked either. Uh, mm. we, we were there till probably about nine o'clock at night. This is before social media. So so when this happened, it wasn't a case of somebody goes on Twitter and right. says, by the way, there's been an incident at Tannadice. It was a case of maybe somebody phoned somebody, somebody phoned somebody, and there was no way to get out of it. So we were there till about half nine. Um, just making sure that he was okay, mm. um, but no one asked the question like what what actually happened. And I, to this day, like I, I don't know what happened. Um, uh, the reporter was a bit insensitive. Like I do remember that he was just inflaming yeah, the situation. I think I think I think it's supposed tensions going high. Yeah, 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 and that's what you see in football all the times like tension going high. But it was a, it was a it was a I mean it's something now that's gone down in history. Mm. And the fact you know I was there at the time and saw it, but I was more gutted because this had happened he this had happened to him and you know and it was really it was a shame to, to see you know all those years and then he left the very next yeah. uh, day as chairman and it's just uh it was just heartbreaking yeah because he was a legend then yeah United. yeah we uh at the start of this asked you to pick a few songs yep um we're going to touch on the first one now uh, which you've gone for Joe Fagan that's living all, all right <laughs> some, it wasn't one we thought we were going to hear about today to be honest so tell us what's made you choose that choose well, that one that's like how life field yeah but when you spoke and asked me about it it's like I'm not going down the route of just saying like say, the, 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 the usual ones that probably people and it's like things that, that have been uh, big for me through my life when I was about I've always been an old head inside a young body uh, a lot of my mates are like Guys in their fifties, sixties, seventies, like that, that, that I actually pal, 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 We could be mates. Yeah. <laughs> well, what you doing? What you, what you doing at the weekend? Um, so yeah, so I've got, I've, I've, I've got a lot, of, I've got a lot of pals who uh, are, are, are like older guys in that because I love, I just love guys in that that sort of again what we said to you regarding like coming in here to the, the football club and older people. I just find older people so like so interesting and they've lived and they get life so. The reason I picked that song was when I was 12, 13 year old, by pure chance, it was a Saturday night, I said to my mum, oh, I'm looking for something to watch. And she said, oh, a feeders in pet been rerun. A feeders in pet. So I watched it and that was me hooked. I became like probably the, 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 the biggest addict of that 
ever. So that song, uh, I used to, I, I, my brother bought me the CD at the time of, of the, and I used to play it constantly, constantly, and I was able to do like all the sort of the, the voices of the, the guys like you know, Barry the Brummy, all those loads of them, like that. And I love watching that. So, and to this day, I probably, I still watch it maybe once or twice every month. Really? <laughs> so, oh, I, honestly, I, like, you have no idea. But see, when it came back, it came back in 2004, and it was just like, when it came back, I was just like, this is like the best thing ever. This is this is better than like Elvis coming back from the dead. Whoa, you know, steady on this. Steady on. You've got a couple of Gracelanders here. <laughs> oh, right, sorry, well, <laughs> this was my Graceland. It was the fact, well, it was Dusseldorf, unfortunately. It wasn't the great, the great bit. I'd, 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 I, yeah, I just loved it, and I remember like say I've I've went in like all the quizzes with a guy on on um, Mastermind, and I absolutely tanned him uh, the questions. I was getting the questions that you would like. What was the name of the, the what was the name of the senior citizens club that came to the on episode two of season three and some that? And I was like, uh, Spenny Moore District Senior <laughs> Citizen Society. And like, where the hell did that come from? You know, and you were able to answer it. It's like. Oh, so, uh, that's living all right. It was obviously the theme tune to the program, and I loved it. All right, we will get that out. Just remember, last week, the first song that Noobs asked yeah. for, he came on and sang it afterwards. All oh, right, okay. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I'll, try I'll try it. Anyway, this yeah. is Paul's first choice. This is "Living All Right" by Joe Fagan.
There we go, Joe Fagan, that's living all right. Um, still joined here with Paul Reed, commercial director from Arbroath. He's bearing with us. I uh, just want to touch on, you obviously had a big, big career at, at Dundee United. Yeah. Went there as, as a young lad. What was your actual first job at United then? Uh, funnily enough, uh, first job there was kind of commercial assistant. So it was like learning the ropes off of the guys who were already there. I, I was lucky that I had a, a wonderful boss uh, there, uh, Bill Campbell, who had been with St Mirren beforehand. Uh, he's now uh, deputy provost of uh, Dundee. Shows you, you know, how how well he's done for himself. But he was my boss at the time, and he was the guy who had got me into the club. Um, and uh, I was really just learning off those guys. Uh, I jumped in the Terry the Terror suit. I did everything I, at that time. I worked on the bar. I, I, you were the I, mascot. I did it a few times. Yeah, I actually did it at a Scottish Cup final. Even uh, Celtic played Hibs, and they had all the mascots on at half time to do a race. <laughs> and uh, the winner, because it was tenants that sponsored it, so the, the winner got a year's supply of tenants, so my dad's got me out like training for like six weeks before yeah, yeah. to make sure I come home with these, all these, the, the year's supply of tenants. And uh, what happened was, uh, not that I'm bitter at the time, but the, the Livy Lion, the guy came with football boots on. Oh, and won it. We were raging Jesus. like myself and Harry uh, Harry from Hearts and uh, Sammy the Tammy. We, we were all we were all raging at the time because we all had in the big shoes. And uh, he's come along. He's come along with. He's come along he's with the Copa Mundial. That's, that's, no, that's no right. I know. I know. So we were we, we were raging at the time, but uh, yeah. So, so I did that, and then I just kind of worked my way up the, through 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 the club. All, I've always always starting the commercial side of things, and I, and I, and I remained there. Although I, lo- I learned a few other areas of the club along the way um, there was a commercial side of things that so we can uh, see you in the smoggy suit then I, well it's, I, my CV would say that I've got they should at least the track think, record. Oh, I think Mike here should at least be having a chat with me when he sees that I've, I've, I've done it it's, I, 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 I Scottish Cup final yeah, there we go first, first one to one <laughs> isn't it how have I not been the smoky <laughs> you know what I don't actually know who does it I think I, th- I think it's like the mass singer. I don't think we should know who does right, it. Right, well, that's fair, fair I, I, I think it should be. Yeah, we'll, we'll disguise his voice and everything. Cause <laughs> now you you were there when Jim McLean was there. You would have been there when what's the the lad after it was it Ivan. Uh, what what, the, the, what the is managers? it? The manager. Oh, so yeah, so Sturrock was the first manager. I was there, and it was Alex Smith. And then right through that, uh, I went to Paul Hegarty, Ian McCall, uh, Gordon Chisholm. You've got me on the spot now. Gordon Chisholm, He's working his way through. Craig Brewster, Craig Levine, the famous Craig Levine, yeah, Peter Houston, Jackie McNamara, um, Mixu Patalainen. Uh, I'm getting, I'm getting there now. Mixu Patalainen, Ray McKinnon, Shabba Laszlo, Robbie Nielsen, Mickey Mellon, and then the, uh, the Tom Courts. And here we go. Which one's your favourite? Um, oh, put you on the spot. I, I've got, I've got to say, like they were all great, right? So I'll just keep it at that. They were all, they were all, they were all great, but my, very my, 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 my favourite, as in, like I, I got in great with them. I, I loved working with two in probably in particular was well was 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 Jackie. Uh, he was good. Jackie was great in terms of again for me as a person, like he got me involved with the team uh, over over at St Andrews was great. Brewster was great. So and, and, and I really like Peter Houston. So probably I don't I, I don't want to single one out and say yeah. they were great. They, 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 those ones were, were were all really good. But yeah, Jackie had a um, a great way about him. Uh, he was. Uh, he had a great backroom staff, Craig Hinchcliffe, who was a goalkeeper here. But I was here. Uh, was there, so he was there um, at the time. Um, and 
he, you know, he, he was really inclusive with bringing a lot of the guys in and he, uh, helping. Uh, and then, uh, but they were all great, you know, uh, Robbie, Ray, uh, all, you know, I can name them all. I wouldn't say a bad word about it. I thought Jackie was going to go right to the top, actually. Just, well, just the style of football they got him playing. Yeah, and, and he had, to, I mean, uh, there was probably about three or four times where the, 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 it kept saying that like, it was destined he was going to become the Celtic manager. You know, at the time, I think it was Ronnie Dial or, or, or was, uh, um, at the time, Scotland Sackham was leaving or yeah. somebody coming in and Jackie kept getting 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 mentioned and you know, it just shows you how football works out at times. You know, you know it's that, very that, fickle, that, isn't it? I know, but uh, yeah, yeah, they're all great managers and then obviously under Peter Houston gave us probably my, my greatest day at the club uh, was winning the Scottish Cup uh, in 2010 and that was just incredible just uh, to be part of that obviously I'd been seeing it all in 94 uh, from the sidelines and uh, seeing it all you know unfold but then to be part of a club and winning a, tour, a trophy like that and the celebrations was great it was, great it was a hell of a hangover eh? <sighs> it, was, uh, it was just uh, and you know what it was just it was just uh, again it was like for me like it's it's seen the the how fans and the, uh, you know if you're making them happy and they're going to be happy and that's what that's part of my big ethos in my in my working life is I want to I want to be able to make people happy and enjoy the the, the experience that they're having and be able to do that and you know I played a, I played a minute very small part that season in the commercial side of things but it gave me a big buzz to see that that, that season that the club finished third, qualified for Europe and then they won the Scottish Cup. So to see all that happening and you know, the the the, the last day of the season of the Scottish Cup, loosen the tie and you say, Yeah, we've, we've all done a good job here and that that, that, that for me is the the big the big thing for me is is just making sure that you're sending people home happy. And it's even better with the domination of Celtic Rangers when other teams win things now, eh? Oh, I, 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 absolutely. I mean the age I am at is that, that you don't really know any different. You know, I, I was born in '82, so I was quite young to remember like United and Aberdeen being dominant in the early '80s. But ever since then, it's it's a flick of the coin who's going to win the league. It's Celtic one year, Rangers the next. So the fact was that that particular season, United we, United put out um, Rangers, and then Ross County put out Celtic on route to the final so the final itself was was um I just had occasion you know there was Dun United had I think twenty six thousand there Ross County again for the size of the club they are brought down in an absolute army of people from Dingwall that day. Dingwall's only got about eight thousand oh, no, no, so no, it was just yeah it was just it was just it was just so yeah it's just, it was just it's, it's great and that's why like now I'm just <clears throat> um when you see like the days I mean I'm walking through the corridors here and I'm I'm seeing the, the like when the club won the League One, League Two, and I'm actually instantly jealous that I wasn't here to experience that. You know, could you see like the celebration pictures of the guys and, and and how much it meant to those guys, the people that work in the club, and obviously the town itself. Now, here obviously I talk about our growth as yeah. well. We're flying high at the moment. Yeah. Um, you you you've come in at arguably. The best time, potentially <laughs> the worst time, because <laughs> how far do you, how far do you take? What ex- exactly is your role going to be then at the at the club? So, you know, I'd, again, as I say, I'd I'd kept uh, I, I always kept a, a strong communication link between myself and the club. Um, I'm very friendly with Johnny Booth, who's a director of the club, and, uh, and 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 I was very close uh, with with Mike Caird. 
uh, Anne McEwen, uh, a lot of the guys. So I knew a lot of the board members that were, were here, um, very close with the manager uh, as well. So uh, that that for me was like the huge thing when 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 I first spoke to Arbroath about what they were wanting to do, the board that have come in here have are so forward thinking. Um the club itself is just like it's a it's a, it's a well oiled I said that before to people, it's a well oiled machine. So for me coming in, it's not about me coming in and ripping up trees and saying we need to, it's all, all I'm trying to do is is uh, use experience that I've picked up along the way to help the guys achieve the next stage of what they're wanting to do and where they are as a club right now is unbelievable and we're sitting in one of the, the hospitality suites it's beautiful the boardroom the, the pitches and uh, in, in top-notch condition the team's in top-notch condition we've got you know a brilliant manager and coaching staff the board everything like that so you're right I feel guilty kind of I'm doing like a John Terry where I'm coming in to celebrate <laughs> after I, 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 and I've not done any of the work but at the time, like say, when I when when I initially had the chat with the the board about coming in, I could see exactly they were on the same page as me, um, and I felt I feel like I I didn't want to. I, I'm going to say like Morris Johnson now. In fact, there's like probably Arbroath and Dundee United were the only two clubs that I would ever <laughs> want to do it. You know, I had an opportunity a few years ago to go to another SPL club at the time, and I turned it down. But getting the chance to come here and to be part of what the guys are are looking to achieve here and what and play a, a small part in that to help them um, it was huge for me so being able to assist the board on the, their objective and aims uh, to be able to assist the manager and the players as well was huge but probably the most important thing is to assist the fans and the corporate uh, fans and everything as well on where they want the club because the fans is, is everything in the club and it's it's these guys who um, have been through this club thick and thin and and, and again I want to go through a period with them where, we're, you know, it's just the sky's the sky's the, the, the limit. So you're going to get us in Europe in two years. Well, I'd, I'd love to see that. I'd love, I'd love to see that. I've, I've learned, uh, I've learned the hard way that you're better not to make any sort of any um, mad sort of aims uh, or, or, or targets. But I think, like the way coming in, uh, you know, I've been in now for a week and a half, and it's like the, the people that are work here through the through the week and. Are, are just they've made me feel so so welcome. Um, they've got uh, such a a brilliant worth eth- ethic. Um, it's all about the badge. It's all about the badge, and, and it's, they're just and it's the, the 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 volunteers that we've got coming in that help the club. It's just it's just everything that I love about you know being a part of as a football club, and, I'm, and I, I can't actually say like how passionate I am about being here. At lunchtime, I, I go and have a walk through the town and. I just, I just love the town. I just, I just think this place is, it's got something that I just that, that strikes a chord in me that I just really want to be a part of. Um, the way the managers got the the, the the guys on a Saturday going, the way that the club are so inclusive and so kind of welcoming on a match day to, to everyone that comes in um, to, into the the, the, the park. It's, it's, I, I, I honestly can't speak highly enough of of how. Happy I am to come here, and that's that, that. You know, I had I had a great career up at Tannadice, and I loved every second of it. I got an unbelievable send off from the fans up there. Uh, 
I loved being able to, my dad was a United, a United season ticket holder, has been a season or a, a fan for years and years. So to be able to, again, work for the club that your dad supported, my granddad was a Dundee fan, so that was, <laughs> so I was, I'd never, I, he told me I hadn't a dark in his door. Um, but, but, but again, with that, like, uh, you know, I had a great time there. Uh, it was just an amazing time. But you know, you know when it's time to, to look at something else and, I, I didn't even think twice um, when the guy spoke to me about coming here. I, I, I just I wanted to be part of this. I wanted to be part of the town. Immerse myself. I mean, I'm speaking now to the, the, the our, our magnificent community trust. Uh, they're, they're doing amazing work in the community. I want to, to play my part and help with that as well. Um, there's so many be- like so many exciting and things that I want to be able to to be part of now. Um, and you know, I'll work. I'll work uh, as hard as I can to make sure that the club and the town uh, gets, you know, as, as far as we can. So that's me in a roundabout way saying I'm not saying anything about Europe yet. <laughs> <laughs> we'll avoid Europe, but I'm interested to find out what the next steps are. But before we get there, let's go for your second song. Um, is that another soap opera? No. No, no. I, I, no, I feel the same pet was a sitcom. So it's, <laughs> it's not a soap opera. No. You have chosen Dean Martin and That's a Mori. What's all that about? Yeah, well, uh, I got married in 2006 to, 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 to Jenny, and uh, we, we actually got married over in uh, Sorrento in Italy. Nice so that place. was kind of oh, like... nice. Yeah, it was really, really nice. We, we decided to, to, to do over there, and uh, that's a more was, uh, was, 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 was a wedding song, and uh, a bit different in that. And again, every time I hear it, I listen to it, and it takes you back to... Where I had a full head of hair and uh, I, had a, I had a nice jawbone. <laughs> <laughs> now my jawbone's disappeared under all this sort of uh, under all this sort of chin. But uh, yeah, I got married then, and uh, that was the song. And it's, again, it's another song that's, uh, that that uh, it's a special one for me. Do love Dean Martin, though, eh? Yeah. Kind of case, Dino, take it away. your eye like a big pizza pie that's amore when the world seems to shine like you've had too much wine that's amore bells will ring tingle-ling-a-ling tingle-ling-a-ling and you'll sing Vita Bella Hearts who play tippy tippy tay tippy tippy tay like a guitar and When the stars make you drool, just like a pastefas, oh, that's amore. When you dance down the street with a cloud at your feet, you're in love. When you walk in a dream, but you know you're not dreaming, signore. Excuse me, but you see back in old Napoli, that's amore. When the world seems to shine like 
Given us his time, um, we're at our growth now. Uh, you touched on before the before that song that it's all about what the board are looking for and the directors for the for the next step for the club, the next logical step. Yeah. What, what is that? Are you able to share that with the fans? I think I think it's 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 continuing uh, with what we're doing uh, and, and and building on on what we've done. I, th- I think the Gayfield as a as a venue is um, is is is. is Remarkable the the infrastructure and the, the work that's gone in here. You know, um, Gary, who's Gary Moyer, who's one of the board members, has done a, a load of work uh, to make this uh, a beautiful lounge again. What we're sitting in, boardroom area. It's 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 just to take us as far as as we can go. With. I don't think anyone wants to set a specific target of of where can we be sort of this time next year or in, in five years time. But it's about progressing every year but at the same time enjoying enjoying it you, you, you know I've, I've spoke to a lot of the staff that have been here since I've been here and that's the thing is it's, it's all about you know we, we want to work hard but we want to enjoy what we're doing and enjoy the experience that, of this of this ride that we're on yeah, because the club is just it's just going um, you think about when, 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 when Dick took over and you know sitting in the League 2 and yeah. you know back to back promotions and now that's that's the biggest thing, you know. When the when we came up, we were a, okay. We were a League One club in the Championship. But now we're a very much established Championship club, and we're banging on the door of playoffs. And when you when you take that into consideration, you know we're going into every game looking to win. Um, we went up to Inverness uh, midweek. I'm sure a lot of the guys that were playing that day did a, a shift at their work. Absolutely. You know, and we've, we've got the three points there. We're going down to Rugby Park, and and, and, and again. I shouldn't hold any fear for us. We played them here earlier in the season, and we should have won that day. I was here, and we should have won. So, it really target-wise, um, we respect all, but fear none. You know, that's the that's the thing with the club. We just have to uh, keep building on what we're doing. The um, the amazing work that everyone, and I mean that everyone associated with the club um, right through, um, has been remarkable. But we don't want to stop. We want to keep building and building and building to, to make sure that, that we can all go as high as we can and all give everyone associated with the club 
the best experiences uh, of supporting football club we can. Yeah, staying in the championship while you touch on that, it's no fluke, isn't it? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I mean, you know. It's good football. And and the thing is, as well, we look back at at Queen of the South on Saturday there. We go a goal behind, but the the minute we go a goal behind, we know we're going to get a goal and come back. And and we started peppering their goal, the goal would come. There's not panic, it's not a case of, oh, no, we're a goal behind. Um, We're playing. Terrific football. Mm. Individually, uh, we've got some some really, really, really good footballers that that possibly could be playing full time, but um, they see again what they're getting here mm. as in they love playing for the club, they love playing for the badge, they love playing for the manager, they love playing for the, for the fans. So they want to be here as part of that as well. So it's not a fluke uh, where we are. I mean the. Earlier in the season, you've got Kilmarnock, and um, I always get this uh, like we say, "Oh, Arbroath is a part-time club," uh, because I always find that derogatory to, the, to our players. Because our players will be training every bit as much; they'll be doing more. The guys are doing a, a, a day's work, and then they'll go and hit the gym to make sure that they are kind of up to the same uh, levels as a Kilmarnock and Inverness or Dunfermline. They, they're making sure that so so it's not part-time. These guys are probably doing more. Than part time, it's, it's more than, than full time. What these guys are doing, because a lot of them will have physical jobs, a lot of them will have, um, you know, going to the gym straight after it. They've got their training uh, twice a week, their match on a Saturday. So when you look at when we play Kilmarnock early in the season here, you would not see if you, if you came from like abroad and you didn't know who was who, you would never know which team is the full time team and which one's oh, Bob, the, the, Bobby the, Lindsay Gregg's out of that with his job. Yeah, exactly. Exa- He's exa- probably fitter than most full timers. Exactly. And again, Bobby Lynn is a is as a as a person and as a as an ambassador for this football club has been immense. And and, and again that's the type of people who this club is, is all about. And it's yeah, it's about when you're doing the job, it's doing it well. But on the offside of that, it's about um, integrating yourself with the community and being part of the club and wanting to be part of the club and, and Bobby has uh, just typified that uh, we've obviously got his uh, testimonial uh, coming up and it'll be a, a, a wonderful opportunity for everyone to show their appreciation to, to, to a terrific a terrific guy first and foremost and also a, a, a wonderful footballer uh, Biggest letdown in a radio show so far mate eh? Was when Bobby Lynn, Bobby Lynn phoned in. Was it two weeks ago? Last not, week? not his fault, to be fair. Oh, the, the system crashed when he phoned in. Oh, did it? Oh, yeah. We couldn't get him on the show. Got him coming in February. Yeah, you must have reversed the charges oh, or something. Did he? Absolutely, he's, got it. Uh, he's, he's, he's going to come in the in the studio in February so oh, before great. the testimonial. Oh, but a wee thing. Yeah, well, I'm um, fortunate enough as well. Uh, myself and and. Dick are, are both uh, speaking that That's night right. at it as well, so it'll be a great opportunity to, to, to pay tribute to, to a great guy. I think even just seeing how quickly the tickets sold out tells yeah. you how yeah. much yeah. love and respect yeah. is yeah. out there for and it's, the, it's, it's, it's certainly it's the, it's the crest of the wave that we're on at the moment that um, you know, you're putting events out there left and right and centre and, and the fans are snapping them up because they want to be involved in, in everything that's going on. It's just, I, I mean, I'm going home at night and I, I, I'm, I'm waking up through the night and I'm, I'm again I'm thinking I've got these great ideas and, and and that's what you want you want to be that passionate way that you're you know you're thinking right what can we do tomorrow and and, and what can we make uh, happen tomorrow that's even better and it's just it's just brilliant to be part of the football club right now and, oh, and right. don't get me wrong there's you know you're going to have you're going to have weeks where maybe you lose games and things but that again it comes it's part of the, the game but it's how you respond to the negatives yeah. as well and I think. The, the positive 
people we have inside this stadium, right from like the chairman, right down to the coaching staff, the players, the staff. I've just I've never met such a group of such positive, open-minded people to, to look at what we can do uh, to to progress here. You got what the board want when you took the position on. There, you must have had your own little sort of thoughts and ideas of where you could take the take the club and or, or what differences you could make to the club. Um, what what things do you personally want to do? Again, say that 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 for me was uh, is I knew myself the minute. I agreed to come here. The the sort of the, the juices in my brain were going because the, the the there's nothing you know. Mike, the chairman, has been amazing and saying to me, "Look, you've got a blank canvas here. Um, you come to me, and so far everything I've went to him, he supported me 110 percent and said, "Yep, yeah, go and go and get it, go and do it with that. Is it will it make things better for the football club?" And I said, "Yeah." That, and go ahead and do it. So I've, I've really got the opportunity to to take ideas that I've picked up in in 22 years in football elsewhere, and uh, and try and, and and bring them in uh, here. Um, so for for me, the the facilities again. I'm not coming into a club where you're you're, you're in a rundown. Sorry, I'm coming into a stadium where the, the 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 corporate facilities are second to none. I mean, they're absolutely magnificent. So. Would I like to have double this to sell? Yeah, I would. But that's maybe a name for later on in, as as we go. I mean, the thing is, is is that. Uh, but at this moment in time, what we've got is is amazing, and, and I'm just delighted to be able to kind of help the guys um, try and achieve the aims. I think that's where COVID almost. Don't want to say COVID helped, but it gave us time to let's get that stand done let's get the new yeah, uh, corporate yeah, area done and yeah, things like yeah. that as well which has all been brilliant for the yeah club. and I think people are definitely like on Saturday uh, last Saturday when we played Queen of the South just what people being able to to get out again and, and socialise and have that bit of fun and and a couple of beers with their pals go down to football uh, because that was effectively taken away from everyone for 18 months it's now like a novelty thing again so you're trying to almost harness that but you're saying to people you know it's like almost like a lot of things through Covid have reset in the fact that you're able to say to people now you know come back to the football come to hospitality um, also like uh, you know even like from after the speaker's point of view like I've not spoke for 18 months so all the jokes that I told hopefully people have forgotten so I can tell them again <laughs> now you know, so, and, uh, so it, it's been able to um, and yeah I mean the, 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 this the uh, the, the, the care lounge at, uh, at the Gayfield has obviously had an extension and that extension has been done um, because the demand is such that we have to so it's shown that the club will build yeah. with, uh, with, with the demand that's coming in here um, season tickets uh, I, I couldn't believe the season ticket uh, numbers the demographic of the season ticket holders as well there's so many kids coming in I, I've said it so many times a big a big bugbear for mine uh, at the time was that we were um, we were you've seen kids going about with uh, Chelsea Inter Milan uh, Bayern Munich all the Man United all these tops I want to see the kids and uh, going about with with our growth tops on yeah. their own top and I'm, and I'm seeing that and on Saturday, we, uh, watching everyone coming into the ground, there's so many women, so many kids, and obviously you've got your hardcore, the, the, the guys supporters as well, so it's great that we've got that 
that that real diverse demographic of, yeah. of, of of different things and seeing all these people coming in. I've noticed in pubs and that there's folk that say they're Celtic fans, United fans, you know, Rangers yeah. fans, but they're sitting in Arbroath tops around, so they're, they're connecting to Arbroath that way. Yeah, even yeah. though they've grown up being a Celtic fan, but yeah. they're like, well, yeah. I'm, I'll wear my Arbroath top. Uh, yeah, and I think the thing is really as well. Cool. Well, the, you know, you've got to uh, the guys that live in Arbroath to, to, to support these clubs and, and go and watch them. They've got to. Uh, it's a, a relatively. Um, Dear expense, you know, yeah. either getting to yeah. Glasgow or, or going to Dundee or, or that, uh, or, or to, to get there. Whereas we're saying we've got a a, a magnificent product yeah. on your doorstep here, where you're going to come, you're going to see good football, you're going to see uh, eleven guys give their all for the badge, and hopefully like that you'll be entertained when you leave here and you want to come back. So for me, a huge part of my remit coming in here is I really want to continue integrating with the community. I think um, the guys at the Community Trust have done an amazing job since uh, since I come in. I've, I've, I've had a meeting with them yesterday. And some of the plans for coming up is the future, and that, that for me is huge uh, in doing that. And, and, and for me, on a Saturday or a Sunday, as a parent myself, I've got uh, two daughters. I don't tell them where... Uh, I don't tell them where we're going at the weekend. They tell me we're doing this. So if we can get... Um, as many kids and as many uh, you know young people into the groove of saying right on a Saturday I'm going to watch our growth I'm going down to Gayfield um, that's that that's probably to answer your question before what a big aim is, is to make sure that, that we, we, we are we're nurturing you know we're throwing down plenty of seeds now in four or five years time these guys will be, uh, who are kids at 10 year old will become full time season ticket holders and follow the club all over the country yeah, but you see it because that fan zone that we do is brilliant. You yeah, know, with the, the kids and stuff like that. As yeah, well, like yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think the thing is, is uh, you know, with the greatest one in the world, because football's played during the winter in Scotland. Asking sometimes a kid, would you rather go to the Odeon and watch a film where he's got a big bag of sweets and he's in the warm and he's watching something there, as opposed to going to football? Um, it could be a bit of a 50-50 Oh, you know, I'd rather do that. So we have to, as 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 as, as people who are part of football clubs look at ways how do we engage the the, the the kids when they're here and it's not even just when they're here we need to and this is one of the things the community trusts are, are being brilliant at is going into the schools and getting some like you know Bobby Lynn goes to um, Inverbrothick or, 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 or Lady Lone one day and says uh, to sign a few orders and he says to one of the kids you going to the game on Saturday and the kids wasn't sure and he says if you're there I'll see you there that kid goes home and says, Mum, Bobby Lynn says he wants me to go to the game on Saturday. So the next thing, Mum, Dad and the kid are down at Gayfield. And then hopefully at that point, that's just sparked or ignited something in, in these kids' heads where they're saying, do you know what? I love doing this. And then they forget about things like playing uh, on the PS4. And when they are here, we have to look at ways uh, of the entertaining of them out with the football itself. You know, you're talking maybe 45 minutes before the game. Um, what can we do there? So fan zones are absolutely brilliant for that and it's again on, on next Thursday myself and uh, Ian Campbell will be meeting the fans and that's one of the things I really want to speak to the fans about is feedback and say what do you guys what what do you guys uh, look for on a match day what do you guys expect and then ultimately what, what do you guys want us to do um, to enhance your match day and if if, if I can do it then that's and I and, and I, can, I can do the, and make the remit that that we've successfully done that. Then 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 I'll be happy. The one the one thing I noticed the recent games was back compare it back to the dark days when I was a season ticket holder in the eighties was when it got to near the ninetieth minute. 
all the fans gravitated to what near to the gate to yeah. get out as soon as yeah. the full time whistle was blown yeah. they ran out the gate now they stay there the, pl- the players come over they applaud the fans you, yeah. like, you applaud them back it's brilliant yeah, yeah. interaction and between the fans and the players yeah it has to be it has to be a two way street I mean the thing is is the, the players are there to, to ultimately entertain yeah. but at the same time the fans play a huge part on a match day as well so, so the, the atmosphere uh, in the stands um, is definitely a 12th man it's a cliche to say that but it's definitely a 12th man to have uh, the fans roaring you on yeah. um, even on Saturday there when we played we were one all um, but I think everyone expected us to, to score the winner and yeah. probably if the game had went on another 10 minutes we pro- I think we probably would have yeah. uh, so no one wanted to leave at that point because we were, we were, we were peppering uh, Queen of the South's goal at that point and, and, and really going for it and it was you could you could almost feel like our fans like sucking the ball into the net from behind the goal or were wanting to do it so um, yeah it's uh, that, that that has changed. That 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 people are are, are desperate to stay. And on the, the flip side, I, I think our our players, uh, players, the coaching staff that want to show the appreciation because the fans are just absolutely immense and have, have, have been for, for yeah. So it's long. brilliant to see it going both ways. The appreciation, yeah. it's really cool. Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, we're, we're all in it together. You know, it's a, it's a, we want to, the players are going to be. Uh, you know, uh, doing that every game because they understand like how how you know important the fans are to us. It's, that's that's the thing. You know, they they, they want to. And as I said to you at the start of this uh, this interview, it's it's about us making sure that when we send people away at quarter quarter to five on a Saturday, our job is done by the fact is that we've entertained them, they've enjoyed it, and ultimately they want to come back yeah. next week. So if we can do those things, then 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 our job is done. Yeah, you see a ten year old getting a selfie with the you know noobs at the end of the game. It, the, yeah, the kids yeah, just yeah, away. Yeah, and he's he, he's he's been I, I, I he's been different class. Obviously, he's on loan to us, um, and he has a parent club, but. He has just kind of bought into to everything that the club's all about. Um, the same way we're talking about Bobby and some of the other players, you know, uh, that have done it. He's he's just integrated himself into the community, and he gets exactly what it's all about to play for our growth and uh, probably what it's like as well to support our growth because. Noobs, when he does eventually go back to his club, I'm sure he's a smoky for life now. Let's hope so. (laughs) Let's hope so. Brings us to our third and final song for you, Paul. Um, I'm not going to say what it is. I'll let you tell us what it is, and I'll let you tell us the story behind it. Right, this could be totally... uh, I'm going to sound you out on this one. (laughs) Uh, uh, I'm thinking about... So, next week uh, at the the fans' Q&A, we're going to be putting out there, we're looking at... uh, Possibilities for fans to get in touch with us to, to, about a, the team walking out to a certain song. Mm-hmm. So we've looked at. So again, we put it to the first team players. Half of the songs that they've picked <laughs> pass. I mean, I've, I've never heard the half of them. But the one that I, uh, that I was wanting for was, was this one. And you hear it a lot. And it, okay, it gets used a lot of five times, which is uh, "Sweet Caroline" uh, by Neil Diamond. Nice. But I'm driving along into the park the other day uh, and I had it on to think of it. And I exchanged the word Sweet Caroline for Smokies and Wine. Try it, right? <laughs> Smokies and Wine. <laughs> and I think to myself, see, after we've, we've played here and we've won, you get that blaster out and you get the fans singing, because uh, obviously it'll help the podcast. Well, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's, just a wee bit. Exactly, you know, exactly. So, um, and I think to myself, so it's, it's maybe, it's maybe a, not a great idea, but it's just an idea I had and I thought, I'd love that, you know, we've just, we've just, we've just beaten Wraith Rovers here on the 4th. 3-0 
and we blast out sweet car line, but instead of the sweet car line, it's it's smokies and wine. Uh, if you can do that, if you listen, wants to do that, that would be brilliant. If you want to do that, please do it. It would make my day if you would do that. Um, but we are going to we are going to get feedback. So sweet car line. Uh, on the on the other side of that is I'm a huge darts fan. So anytime uh, I go to the darts, that's the that's blasts the go to so. boxing it blasts so, out. Sweet, sweet Caroline, yeah, I love it. Before we play it, I'm going to tell you a quick story about that. Mm-hmm. I brought my missus to what was the first game I brought her to? It was just this season she hadn't been um and it was the St Johnson game in the cup. <laughs> all right. Uh, where we got beaten penalties. And uh, brilliant game, end to end stuff, all the rest of it. And uh, Fermer and Colin beating everybody were brilliant by her. Oh, you know, making a fuss of her and stuff like this. But the, the chant comes up, yeah. um, you know, smokies and wine, smokies and wine. Yeah. And she turns to me and she goes, I didn't realise you boys were so big. <laughs> so I couldn't help myself. I turns oh, around and starts waving to the oh, crowd. And she, she made me tea and everything that night. She was oh, all, she I'm really proud of you. I know, I've, outed, I've outed myself, I'm sorry, Heather. Oh, I, she must have thought you were like the Beatles at that point. Yeah. That was another thing as well. Like, my mind sent you, like, I wake up through the night mind's going all the time and that's why I woke up and I thought I wonder if I could do uh, like for one of the quieter games of hospitality if, if, if for a midweek could we do a smokies and wine so you come along and you get a bottle of wine in your table and a smoky eh? and you're thinking do you think that would work guys I don't know that's that's right. Right. it's definitely the wine yeah the wine <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm thinking to myself can we do something like that so we'll do the smokies and wine obviously sponsored by yourself Indeed. so but uh, that would be good uh, so if anyone again wants to come to that drop us a line I'll have my number we'll get it sorted uh, yeah, yeah. but before we go there Here's Neil Diamond and Sweet Caroline. Where it began I can't begin to knowing But then I know it's growing strong Wasn't the spring And spring became the summer Who'd have believed you'd come along Hand Touching hands Reaching out Touching me Touching you Touching me, touching you 
There we are, Smokies and Wine by Neil Diamond there. <laughs> the remix <laughs> love version. It, love it. Yeah. Uh, right, we're coming to the back end. We can't let you leave without obviously doing what you're probably most known for at the moment until yeah. you take that brought to the bigger heights is just yeah. uh, a few impressions. We're not even going to ask you for anything in particular. Give us a couple of your favourites. Right, uh, yeah, that'd be probably the big ones at the moment. Uh, Harry Kane, he's uh, scored oh, like four no, for the week. Oh, I'm a That's my English team. Right, we'll give you a bit, Harry. Uh, yeah, definitely the thigh. No, I thought we played the right stuff. No, I thought the team were right. No, I thought the thigh were... I think we're a great side, a great side, we played some great stuff in the game and uh, yeah, at the time, I'm sure, I'm sure England will do well, you know, we play at San Marino, you know, and I'm a wife, we kick off every 10 minutes as well, you know, but, um, you know, yeah, great. That's a good one to do, because you don't have to speak, you don't have to say it, I know, exactly, Jurgen Klopp. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think that we try to we try to play some great stuff today. You know, we got some great teams, we got some great players, and uh, <laughs> I get told, I get told, go look at this player. He's got bags of speed. <laughs> he was a drug dealer. <laughs> uh, Steven Gerrard, we can do oh, uh, the famous Stevie G, the Aston Villa manager. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, San plays some great stuff, but you know, we uh, play great stuff for Rangers. You know, but. You know, we're down here now at Aston Villa, you know, the great size, you know, try and play a great, a lot of football and that, but, um, yeah, delighted to be here, great. <laughs> um, you mentioned Lambert, Paul Lambert, oh, you mentioned please him. Please do yeah. Lambert, I, the voice in that is amazing. Well, I thought we playing for the Atlantic football, I thought Aston Villa were building sides, you know, and playing a lot of good stuff, but I mean, you know, you look, at, you look at the football club, and I played for Celtic on good side, and then we went to, you know, like you say, play for Mullerville, building, but, you know, Aston Villa, Norwich City, Mullerville, City, building, fantastic football club, and some building, honestly. Do you get the voice? What's he like with you? Because you did the big 9-0 thing and everything, didn't you? Well, yeah, so, yeah, uh, yeah for, I forgot about that, yeah. Well, that, <laughs> that video that you're mentioning, they, they, they was, they'd been beaten 9-0 by, uh, by uh, Man City. Uh, so I was working at the time doing videos with a guy, Dan Farley. I don't know if you know yeah, Dan. Yeah. Dan does a lot of it. So me and Dan did a lot together. Uh, and we were working for a company called Free Bets at the time. So what we had to do was put out kind of videos every week topical to what had happened in football that week so Aston Villa had just been beaten 9-0 by by uh, Man City so I put out this video that was pretty much as Paul Lambert basically saying you know that uh, arguing and saying you know the fact that Aston Villa were that good that day that it should have been 15 but because of him and the team <laughs> it was only 9 and the fans should be really, really grateful to the fact that the players like gave their all to make sure it was only nine and um, so record, recorded it in Glasgow we did it down in uh, down in uh, near uh, near Hamilton it was uh, the guys took it away because it was on green screen the guys took it away put it together put it on and then uh, thought nothing more of it and then I knew it was up and the boys started laughing and it was one of the one of the coaches at United um, was uh, came to me and he says uh, he was really friendly with one of the coaching staff at Villa at the time, and he was like to me, "You were on uh, in the Villa canteen yesterday," and I was like, "What do you mean?" He says like the the Aston Villa players put you on this big screen while all the players and the manager and the coaching staff were were uh, eating their lunch. And it was you, didn't, and I was like, oh no! And I was like, oh, I, I didn't want Lambert like seeing that and stuff. 
and this is uh, what was the feedback? And he says, oh, he says, he says Lambert was raging. He was, he was like raging. He was like, and I was like, oh nah. So I was always like that to myself. I hope I never meet him. You say that because if that happens, he's going to do me. Three months later, football writers dinner in Glasgow. I'm walking out the door. Who's walking in the door? Paul Lambert. And uh, but you know, he was fine. He was he was cool. He was he actually thought it was funny, but I was, I was just a bit more nervous at the time. But uh, I, so I was on in the Aston Villa training ground, and uh, they'd all put it on for the for them, and we were all having a good laugh. So. Uh, but yeah, good memories. We've got a quiz for you. We've got the he shoots, the, the now famous he yeah. shoots, he scores quiz. Just before we go into that, <clears throat> just want to stick out a, lo- a little bit of an advert. You've got the Alan Suits day coming up on yeah. the 5th of December, Sunday. Yeah. Uh, any tickets left for that? Y- yeah, so, must, so. Can't be many because I know the first day it went really good. It went, 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 went great. I think Alan, I mean, uh, we, we have. Uh, Appointed Alan an ambassador of the club, and, and, and it's not just for the incredible uh, rise uh, through the Darton world and the PDC and where he's going with that. He's, you know, again, the sky's the limit for, for, for Alan in, in, the, in the game. But it's, it's for what Alan does uh, in the community as well, and it's all really uh, the same kind of ethos as, as, as the football club. Um, he's great at what he does. But it's about helping other people yeah. and things at the he same time. Mind. So Alan's been, uh, Alan, Alan's been, you know, different class, uh, working with uh, younger kids, uh, getting them into darts and the academy, to working with the uh, the guide dogs and and and, and his fundraising that he's done. So um, we want to show our appreciation of the football club is to, to 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 have Alan here. We know he's going down to play in the, you know the William Hill World Championships uh, in mid December. So as a football club. Making him an ambassador was, a, was 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 very important to us to to work alongside and work with um, someone like Alan as, as a person and as a, as, a, as a professional life he is, he's got as well as a, as a dart player. Um, so we as a football club want to have that Sunday. It's two. It's a week and a half before he heads down to to London to Ali Pali. So we want to have a day where you know an afternoon with him. We're able to have the the local, the fans, anyone from our road who wants to come along, anyone from anywhere that wants to come along, Alan will be, you know, representing Scotland as much as as our road in, in the World Championships. Um, give him the send off that he deserves. Uh, an afternoon where we can have um, a couple of our first team players are going to battle out in a semi final to see who plays suits in the final. Um, we're going to have an interview about Alan on the day. You can find out a lot more about him, and yeah, just really to. For the town to, to 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 show our appreciation and to send Alan down to to London, uh, knowing that he's got the full the full support of the the town behind him, uh, so it's a great chance to come along. Um, Ten pound uh, ticket, you're getting a free pint when you come in I with that. Free, uh, free, uh, free pint of beer and Moretti as well, so it's it's the top of the range stuff. Well, that's uh, his favourite as well. Is that, yeah, so that is, we've got, yeah, is it? <laughs> All right, well, that's it. Well, we've got that. So. Um, and uh, yeah, we've got about 30, 30 uh, tickets or so left to sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we'll sell them out yeah. um, before we go, and I think uh, it's just a great opportunity. So if you want to come, um, go online, uh, get your ticket now, uh, and, and come along the day. We'd love to see you. And uh, again, it's important from the football club's point of view that we're uh, we are supporting our ambassador by sending him off. He's he's, he's going down there to do it ultimately for himself, first and foremost, but he's a huge, passionate uh, Arbroath uh, citizen and he wants to obviously keep putting Arbroath on the map there, so we all wish him well and hopefully that day he'll see how much he means to us in the town. I'm sure he will. Yeah, well done. Good on him and good on the club for, for doing something like that as well. He's a great, a great lad. OK, without further ado, we have got our big He Shoots, He Scores quiz. 
Um, Paul's specialised subject is allegedly off Wederson Pet. So allegedly, we can't, I'm just going to find we out. Can't let him off the hook. We'll find out just how good he actually is. I, I think I've bigged myself up here now, Hans. So I'm panicking now. We will put you over to question Master Cadman. Right, question one: the first ever episode. If I were a carpenter, oh, I that was going to be the, the first, question. First graced our screens on which date, and it's multiple choice. Yeah. So 81, yeah. 82, 83, or 84? 83. And the answer is 83. Oh. Yes. One. First one correct. With which building society did Barry keep his savings? West Bromwich and District Building Society. <laughs> Is it? Well, I was going to give you multiple choice. Oh, no, uh, but you happy with that? Yeah, West, Brom- West, West Bromwich and District Building Society. And the answer is? West Bromwich and District. Boom. <laughs> that is so geeky, man. <laughs> uh, next question. Which of the characters took a job in an Indian restaurant to supplement Neville. his income? <laughs> Who was that? Neville. Kevin Watley. I'm not even getting to the multiple choice here. <laughs> yeah. And the answer to that question is Neville. There we go. Another question. When Bomber's daughter Tracy runs away from home and ends up in Germany, mm-hmm. who do the lads nominate to look after her for the evening? Uh, Wayne. <laughs> JV, this is not even multiple choice. <laughs> oh, let's just find out if he's right. I think we know he is. And the answer is Wayne. Yes. There we go. Right, you're not getting this one. That's tough, eh? Right, come on. There's no way you'll know this. I said that before. When Moxie gets in trouble with the law, again, which false identity does he assume, much to the amusement of the others? Right, uh, it is uh, Brendan Mulcahy. Or is it Francis Fogarty? It's one of the two of them. Take your first answer. Yeah, Brendan Mulcahy. Yeah. Yes, it's Brendan. But you wanted to be, yeah, you wanted to be called Derek, uh, but no one uh, died in, uh, in Kilburn on Tuesday called Derek because he got false papers of that guy. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> right, last question for yeah. Paul the Wederson pet freak. Yeah. In the final episode, which exotic location are the lads last seen heading for? Now it's multiple choice, and you've not needed it so far. Are you need oh, this one. Uh, I could give you the options if Bangkok. you want. Tell you what. As a favour, because you're so correct so far, I'll give you the options. Right, okay. Malta, Casablanca, Tangiers, Gibraltar. Right, okay, so I've got, right, disclaimer, <laughs> I, I was saying the very last episode as in uh, season, the, the season that was aired in the 2000s, so you're talking about the last episode of season two, oh. which was uh, the Cuvardus pet was the name of the, the and, and, they're, and they're, they're heading, uh, they're, they're on the run, but uh, for, not them, but Ali Fraser, who was the guy there, and they were heading for Tangiers. <laughs> yeah, there's so much background there. <laughs> Can't deny it, but that is correct. Is that correct? Yes. Well done. Well and I, done. And I beat noobs as well. So there <laughs> we go. go. That's five, we go. six out of six. I'm not right. sure what I've lost count to be honest. <laughs> I, th- I think you guys are asleep now. You're not right. Wake up now. <laughs> like that, Paul. I was genius. 
brilliant. Thanks so much for your time. Uh, welcome to the club officially. Not that you need it from us, let's be honest. No, I do. No, listen, um, that's great. And I, uh, I, I great to have you here. Looking forward to seeing our both going on bigger and bigger things all the time. Uh, the hospitality is already brilliant. So whatever you can do yeah. to make that even better is, is just everything. And the results will be seen on the pitch as well, the way the fans yeah. are uh, coming round to everything. It's just fantastic. Been great to have you. And thanks very much for your time. Uh, thanks, guys. It's been a pleasure. Cheers, Cheers mate. You've been listening to the Smokies and Wine podcast, sponsored by Clackenview Wealth Management, working with you today to plan for your tomorrow.